This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Pierre Novelli. You can text the show on 812.15, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio, or for nothing, you can email the show via frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. Good. Good. Hmm? Very good. Do people still percolate? Oh. Coffee? Yeah. A friend of mine had a percolator at university. And Did I- it go... That's what I remember that, about that's, well, that's exactly how it's Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do you know, that was... with that. Why do you think I brought it up? Because I can do that. <laughs> I, I do remember that was quite a thing in sort of a, maybe a, a, an impression show. Maybe they do that, do you think? Oh, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I think of it as um, when I first started to go, in, go into people's houses for dinner rather than just going to waste ground to get drunk. Yes. Um, and we would have a fondue, and then shortly after, <laughs> and, and the old uh, percolator. And I hate coffee. Um, it's 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 a bad thing, in my opinion. <laughs> but um, but I like the sound. Voice of controversy. <laughs> yeah, the um, I must have told this before, but I'm going to tell it again. I, I had a, a goblin teas made. And um, pause. Do you, do you want to tell? We'll leave it there. A goblin. T- do you know what it is, Pierre? I don't know if they had them on uh, South Africa or the Isle of Man. Do they, is it one of those things that makes you a cup of tea? Yeah, in the morning, you set the alarm. Right. So right. That it's not very um, Novelli family. It's I, just not. I don't know. My, I remember my mother got one as a retirement gift, and uh, the old man said, uh, well, the old man being my dad, said, uh, Oh, them, them's just for lazy people. He says, he, give it to him. I thought, all right. <laughs> so anyway, in the morning, uh, if, if you're going to get up at eight, at about ten to eight, it starts boiling this little <laughs> tiny kettle on the... It's all one oh, machine, yeah. clock, kettle, teapot. And uh, But the trouble is, you, you get up ten minutes early because it starts going... Mm. So yeah. when I lived on my own and I could do what I like, including um, including put salt in my navel when I was oh. watching the telly and did a hard-boiled egg, you know. <laughs> you could just do what you like when you live on your own. As anyone else, most of the people listening to this, I'm guessing, live on their own. You know what I'm talking about. So anyway... Just put um, up the black tortoise shirt. So I used to keep the guitar by the side of my bed in my bed seat in mm. Harborne in Birmingham. At Ravenhurst Road, if there's anyone around there. In the morning, this thing would start making the. And I would reach for the guitar and play the opening riff to Silver Machine by Hawkwind. And that was. But it had like an effects thing going in the background. It worked perfectly. I did it every morning for about a year. That might be the most depressing morning routine. Yeah. I had to also, I didn't have a bed. I just had a mattress on the floor. It was oh, like that, wow. you know. So no no frame for the mattress, but a tea's made. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> right. Get your priorities right. Who needs a bed? What's the point in a bed? A mattress is just exactly the same experience. Although, what about these became very big? Do you remember the bed with all inbuilt features was huge with the, your clock radio? 
Oh, yeah. Oh, we never had one of those, but they, yeah, they look very deluxe. Yeah. They were a bit George Best House of the yeah. Future. <laughs> yes, they were. <laughs> But they what, really were. <laughs> but when you when you ju- have just woken up or have been pre-woken up by the sound of the boiling, mm. I've never just woken up and exactly at the moment of gaining consciousness thought, God, I wish I had a scalding hot drink. Oh, I, that's exactly what I do. Really? think, yeah. Oh. Obviously after I'd had a cigarette. <laughs> yeah. oh, God. And put down your guitar. But they were, they were, different, they were was, different times. I can remember my mother used to have her cigarettes and her gold lighter on the bedside know, table. Terrible. And in the dark, she would reach for it. Terrible uh, thing. Mm. Um don't smoke. No. It's bad for Please you. Please don't. Um, it's all right to use the teas. I'm just going through the things we've done, <laughs> do's and don'ts. <laughs> Coffee if you must. Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Our producer, Faye, because Sarah, our regular producer, has gone to the Liverpool game today, so she's not here. Oh. I know. Anyway, um, mm. so Faye had, had a very good... Um, Question for a younger person about the uh, the goblin teas made. What about the milk? Mm. What about the milk, Frank? Well, what I did, I'd put the milk in the in the cup the night before, and I think eight hours open air milk, you'd probably get away with it. Yeah, and it never oh. ta- it never tasted too tangy. You never found a mouse in there. No, cat. <laughs> yeah. Frightened because cats are attracted by milk, then mice stay away generally. That's true. That's well, a I'm good imagining point. that the cup was sort of inbuilt, wasn't it? The cup. It no, was... no, oh, you I got thought it. it was part of the infrastructure. No, the, no, it was a teapot. You had, there was an actual little <laughs> china teapot that it that got really? in it. And yeah. was there? A, there was no cup as part of it. No. You had to provide your own. No, not in, not in the Goblin. I suspect- <laughs> there might have been other models that featured the cup. Do you know what not puts me. me off the Goblin? Go on. The fact that it's called Goblin <laughs> yeah. for a start. Yeah, exactly. Um, I also, I just cannot picture this teapot affair, ceramic I'm assuming, without it having a lot of brown rings inside. Well, I, my one of my rules of life is never look inside a teapot. <laughs> yeah. There's no no good will come yeah. of that. Frank, kettle. never look in the kettle. What's going on in there? I buy into the thing. I, I, at, at the same period I was talking about when people and had a fondue, the wok became a thing that people bought. And people used to say, yeah, it's, it's good to have a real dirty, burnt, yeah. brown wok. It tastes better like that. And yeah. I always thought... This is a thing that um, my dad would have put in the categories for lazy people. <laughs> but I've I've always lived by that. Don't you know? Don't go yeah. dwelling too far into things that get brown. No, when you... you're um, using them for cooking. Yeah, it'll okay. be fine. Be fine. I went through the through the faff of pouring. Um, Faf de Plessé. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Just because it's South African, I thought I'd bring you up. Yeah. <laughs> it's um, it's it's short for Francois. Faf. Oh, is it? Oh, it's oh, the yes. Bob to the Robert of Francois, that, it turns out. That okay. sounds a very posh diminutive. Does that mean yeah. I could claim Faf as a short? Yeah. As a short name for yeah, Faf. It's Faf Skinner. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I might, I might do half because you know what? Full disclosure, I consider myself the champion of the nicknamer. Oh. You know me, Frank. I'll always give people a nickname. 
I'll make the strangest ones up. And I don't feel I've really managed it for you. Well, I've got a, a, a Smithson. Do you say Smithson or Smithson? Smithson. They are the, they are the um, stationers to the rich. <gasps> and uh, Emily bought me a lovely notebook, um, faux crocodile, the cover. <laughs> And um, it says Big Daddy yeah. on it. So that, that's been the, okay. that's the nickname that I'm you've most I'm worried that could be misinterpreted <laughs> by others. So. Well, Faux Crocodile, another fantastic South African rugby player. <laughs> 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 um, what would that be short for, Faux, Tinkid? Faux, it would be some mad name, Philippus or something, yeah. like some mad uh, Afrikaans yeah. name. But, um, Afrikaans. Yeah. But the faff I went through, Frank, was mm. pouring a big bottle of white vinegar into my kettle to to oh, solve yeah. the issues that I saw when I made the mistake of looking into it Don't live do that. scale wise and uh, my girlfriend who I live with was not as excited as I was by the new much quieter kettle that resulted oh that. it was quieter much quieter without the live scale I called her into the room really? I said listen to, listen to this I thought the live scale would be a form of lagging it would be like you don't used to put um, egg boxes on a garage wall so you could practice with your school band I thought it would actually keep the noise in I think it made the element have to work harder okay yeah but uh, I got short shrift did you yeah. yeah I wondered what you wore to sleep in have we heard from uh, Le Monde al Fresco? Oh, Ruth Jordan, one of our regulars. The morning sun shone down upon the eyes of Ruth Jordan. Go on. Lovely shout out for Harborn this morning, Frank. It's a lovely place. I went for a swim this morning at Harborn Baths. Ah. I wonder, did Frank keep up with his swimming lessons after his comic relief challenge a few years ago? I know he likes to have a few hobbies on the go. Has swimming made the cut? Oh, I love a few hobbies on the go. Mm. You do, Frank. You love a few hobbies. Well, I'm still a, I'm a little bit frightened of water, I'm going to be honest. But I do, I, I swim on, uh, you know, on the holiday thing. Whereas it, there was a time where I used to be on the beach minding everyone's clothes. Mm. And now I actually do go in the water. But I'm a bit of a Nelly Bing Bong when it comes to the water, I'll be honest with you. Can I say, I the person... I think, Pierre, you're... Probably the least frightened of water. You have that energy about you out of anyone I've ever met. I can't imagine met. anything that uh, Pierre's what? frightened of. What would frighten Pierre? Nothing. Crocodiles? Nothing. Perhaps Stephen Fryner head to head. I think... I, can I rephrase that in the... Oh, it's live. We'll leave it. If there was a, br a bear, I would honestly back Pierre over the bear. What, in a head-to-head -head IQ Is it a wrestling match? I don't know. Once, no. they, get, once they get hogging. <laughs> <laughs> it's like reality TV. Once the hogging starts, you're stuck. Yeah. And if enough bear stuff comes up in the quiz, I mean, I'm sunk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not my aim. Um, listen, I... Um, Boz uh, bought the new Def Leopard album this is my 10 year old child bought the new Def Leopard Leopard, Leopard album mm -hmm. on vinyl uh, mm -hmm. this week um, you, as you know you got a Tamagotchi last week 
Um, he's travelling backwards in time. He is. I, I think uh, ABBA were correct. <laughs> Having said that, um, the Tamagotchi, um, I'm afraid our thoughts are with its family. You are uh, joking. No, it's gone. No. Gone. And the way it's announced is, I would say, uh, it, it lacks a little bit of sensitivity. Oh, it's awful. It's I, awful. The, the creature which constitutes the Tamagotchi, this sort of beaked creature, mm. um, suddenly appeared on the screen with wings, with like angel wings. Uh-huh. And sick. Buzz said to me, as he died, I said, no, they wouldn't, they wouldn't announce its death like that. But now that is how they announce really? his death. Yeah, exactly. Crosses for eyes? Um, I don't think they did crosses for eyes. I hope no. they didn't do that awful cartoon thing, like when someone jumps off a cliff and they do a... No, they, no, they didn't do that. I don't like that. Um, but it was going upwards, I suppose. There was no uh, there was no inference of eternal damnation. <laughs> no original... For the no original sin for no, no, exactly. Frank <laughs> interested in the afterlife of the Tamagotchi. Well, they brought up the wings, aren't they? There's no need to wing it they could have just left it like flat out Frank, why don't you invent a tamagotchi and it is the afterlife tam you know because then i you- need an immortal tamagotchi <laughs> um but anyway there was some some upset about it but i mm. want to come back to def leppard because i've been i had a little read around def leppard because i thought i don't know enough about i know you know sheffield that's about all i know about them but there's uh I found an interesting, what I thought was an interesting uh, little snippet, which I'll share with you after this baby. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. You were telling us earlier about uh, Def Leppard. Yeah, so I had a little read about Def Leppard, and Def Leppard originally were called Def Leppard, as in D-E-A-F-L-E-O-P-A-R-D, you know, an actual Def Leppard. And then they... uh, they decided to change it to Def Leppard, D-E-F, L-E-double-P-A-R-D, because they didn't want people to think they were a punk band. And Def was, as in Def Jam recordings? Well, I don't quite... He said the main worry was they didn't want to be confused with the flying lizards. Oh. Which A, aren't a punk band, and B, does Def Leppard, is people think, oh yeah, De- I know Def Leppard, they did um, the best things in life are free. <laughs> da, 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 da. It seems an odd confusion. But then, and I like this a lot, that Joe Elliott, who is the singer, said, um, Defended the name, it said in the interview. I said, <laughs> and he said, "Yeah, he said, look at racehorses. I don't think I've ever seen one that doesn't have a silly name." Uh. I'll take it easy, Joe. Huh? <laughs> what a fabulous defence! <laughs> a silly name. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, Def Leppard became Def Leppard, um, so that they weren't confused with the flying lizards. Which, if you've ever heard Def Leppard and the flying lizards, is a confusion mm. few 
would make. But there you go, a bit of rock history. I thought I'd uh, chuck that in. I suppose the simplified spelling is like Led Zeppelin, isn't it? The, yes. The, the sort of yeah, they weren't harking. worried about being confused with Led Zeppelin. No. Just the yeah. flying lizards. Anyway, my child loves them, so... Um, is he a big fan? He is. It's very... Oh, that's nice, because it, it's a... Um, how can I put this? I don't think you'd be struggling to get... to go and see them in the way that you might for... Say you wanted Ed Sheeran tickets or something. No, but he's... Uh, he likes it heavy. They're more excessive. Child. Oh, he does, doesn't he? He does like it. He, he, he likes the guitar. Yes. Um... <laughs> He um, he barely uses the two middle fingers in a gesturing. That's <laughs> nearly all the rock horns. <laughs> yeah, so that's... Uh, oh, I'll tell you what I had this week. Go on. Bag of chips. Now, that might not sound controversial, but I realised for the last 40 years of my life, I sort of didn't feel right having a bag of chips. So if I went to a fish and chip shop, I felt like I had to have fish and chips. Mm. Savaloy. Mm-hmm. Row, cod row, something, and chips. And for the first time, honestly, for four decades, I went into a chip shop. I said, I'll just have a bag of chips, please. And it's better. Is yeah. it? It's better. Don't mix it. I worry they judge me and think I'm too old to be having just a bag of chips. I agree with you. It's in the same way that I get... In, when I buy an ice lolly, I lie and say it's for a child sometimes. Do you? Yeah. Oh, I just okay. say, oh, I just get these for my niece under my breath. Oh, no. Said, yeah. <laughs> At what point do you... As they had it, it's for a child. No, I was just saying, honestly, because I like fabs, and I don't think at my age I should be buying fabs. So I'll honestly say, I'll just get these for my niece. And I like a Cornish movie. <laughs> Myself, it'd be hard for me to use that excuse because I'm already unwrapping them usually in the shop. <laughs> but honestly, the bag of chips—it was must have been like that moment that Paul Simon had when he thought, "I'm better off on my own." I don't. It was like that. Honestly, sort of feeling—that's all you need. I would really advise anyone listening who, who always has fish to just try a bag of chips on its own. It's the best way. I agree. I don't want to bring the the chip the uh, the fish industry to its knees but um, get your own shop that's what I say <laughs> Frank Skinner Absolute Radio During that little break Faye who's all over the show like a rash today because she's got the producer's job said that she only ever has a bag of chips um, solo Mm. Never, never um, has any of the accessories. No. I, honestly, I'm thinking it's so the way forward. Yeah. Yes. I think my issue is that I think it's more acceptable for Faye than it is for me, for example. Mm. And I think that is largely an age thing. I hate to say it, Frank. I just feel if I walk in, it's a bit like me being the ice lolly, me buying the ice lolly, it just feels a bit like my world is in complete disarray. That's how, that they'll judge me. Wait, <laughs> you if think you just have chips? Yeah. It's like, what's happened to this woman? You see, I went in the butcher's and Provador yesterday and uh, <laughs> I said, two beef burgers, please. He said, what, the uh, 200 or whatever they call these massive beef burgers that you look like you could... Um, they look a bit like Captain America's shield... Mm. I said, no, just the small ones, OK? So that was the first moment of I'd let him down. Yeah. And then he he said, uh, that, you know, this one is the killer. Anything else? Oh. No. 
Oh, okay. And, and you might as well have said, so you've come in here for two of the smallest beef burgers and that's <laughs> That's it. You see, I couldn't have made that purchase. It's and this is good. the difference between us. That's your superpower. You don't care what the butcher and provador thinks of you. Well, the plus about just getting a bag of chips is chips, mm. usually, they are not usually the headline. They're, they're the, uh, the subheading. Fish and chips. I'll have a sausage and chips, right? It's always and chips. Mm. So if you start and you say, I'll have a bag of chips, they know nothing else is coming. That's true. I'll have a bag of chips. And I'll, I'll stick a fish in there as well. No one's <laughs> ever said that, ever. <laughs> no. So um, once you give them top billing, they just accept that's they're only going to... I mean, a bag of chips now is about... Certainly the shop I own is about three three pound eighty. I just feel it's a bit no more than three school children at a time. Two. Demographic. Unless you go in a very big paper shop. <laughs> yeah, it's usually two. Is that right? Yeah, it's a, it's a sort of Noah door <laughs> policy. They always... <laughs> two by two, they go in. They always break the rule, though. Do they? Oh, I've seen plenty of them. It always puzzled me that... Because I see those signs and I think two children can steal just as many sweets, surely. Is it essentially... Why don't they just put... What I don't like is that... I don't like the euphemism of it. Just say, we think you steal. You appear to be the demographic that thieve the most. Yes. So we don't... We, I'm afraid we can't... Because they don't explain it. You need to give a reason for it. It should be one school child based on the idea that if you were on your own, would you have the confidence <laughs> yeah. to steal? Whereas you'd be egged on by your friend. Well, I mean, the there's generally another school child with the getaway skateboard... <laughs> Fighting yeah. on the on the pavement, a lookout. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know how much like case in the joint and that they they do going and get a bag of refreshers for nothing. <laughs> Just with a little camera in their glasses filming the. I stole Why do they a. Steal? Uh, I stole a Kinks album. I remember. And the way I stole this is when everything was on vinyl. Is I hung my coat over the vinyl, and carried it out under my arm mm. as if I had some big square coat hanger under the thing. Now that surely looks strange mm -hmm. but it Wait, worked. Did you have an accomplice? Um, I think I had someone with me yeah but uh, they, they yes I did have someone with me that's that bit of security and we once did a runner I remember at Pizza Hot me and a friend <laughs> What were you talking about this? Last like week? <laughs> Well, we can We want to run say, at uh, Pizza Hut. Can I say absolute radio? We disapprove of crime in all its manifestations. We do. But we got halfway down the road running full blast, and he said, I've left me satchel. <laughs> <laughs> so he had to go back. It's, had, it's actually had one of those little, you know, the satchel window that has your name and address <laughs> on it. I mean, he couldn't have been any more incriminated. Like he wanted to be. So we had to go back. And the man said, ha-ha, you're fast, but we are faster. And I said, oh. well, no, but you didn't actually catch us. And then I thought, let's not argue this out. <laughs> Bit of a get, even then. So we just paid and, uh, and went. So hold on to your satchel if you're doing a runner. That's my advice. This is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. This is uh, Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Pierre Novelli. You can text the show on 812.15, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. 
email the show via frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. Hmm. We're talking about Def Leppard on Absolute Radio this yes. morning. And, do you know, I think I only... There's only... There's one song that people always think of. I bet we all think of it. I say Def Leppard, you say... Let's call the whole thing not. I don't know. I, don't, I think I can name oh, the Def Leppard track. I would say pour, pour some sugar on me. Yes. Oh, yes. Well, that I've, yes, I've that's actually played in our house quite a lot. I should have got that. It is a bit of a banger, isn't mm. it? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know where this has come from. What does it mean, pour some sugar on me? In, yeah. the, in the name of love. Isn't What's that what they the say? Oh, I don't like pour it. Some sugar I think on me it might be a bit love. funny. I don't want to think about it. It sounds like a sort of rock version of a no. spoonful of sugar no, I helps it... the medicine go down. <laughs> I but I don't I... know where that would be in a bedroom context. I, I, do. I think it's a bit funny. Okay. I don't like it. Um, 327. Mm. Hi, Frank. Re... <laughs> what I love is they put this in quotes. <laughs> so... Okay. Hi, Frank. Re, all racehorses having funny names. Oh, yes. I think it was silly, wasn't it, that Joe Elliott um, described it yeah, as? Yeah, I think yeah. it was, yeah. They are only allowed a total of 16 letters. Is that Spaces right? in their names for commentary purposes. Therefore, many words are spelt in a shortened way and spaces are often missed out between words. Was it the same with Slade? Slade's song titles fell into the same category. <laughs> Also, because names can only be used once, the horsey names. Of course. People have to it's get... like equity. People, yeah. People have to get... Equus. Equine. Equine. Oh. Equine tea. Very yeah. nice. Oh. Bit chivalry all over again. <laughs> People have to get creative and have a new and original name that has never been registered for a racehorse before. That's from 327. Mm. The mm. original. There was an infamous racehorse named Potu and the sort of urban myth or you know maybe it was true maybe it wasn't legend was that the racehorse owner had said to the sort of stable boy go and register this horse its name is Pot Eight O's and had sort of really spelled it out Pot Eight O's <laughs> okay and so it was Pot followed by Eight O's <laughs> Pot Potu I hope that's uh, correct Frank and I sorry Frank the great thing I love about um about racehorses is the fact that their birthdays all on the same day. Do you know this? They what all do you mean? they all get January the first is their birthday, regardless of when they were born oh, in the year. Right. Why is that? So they're just reeling from New Year's <laughs> Eve. This massive, <laughs> giant equine <laughs> birthday party, crossing the whole like the. Do you remember the sort of was it the. <laughs> the, the night chorus or something in 101 Dalmatians when you hear the dogs barking <laughs> oh, yes. right across the nation. It's like that with the horses, party time. If I'm wrong about that, let me know. But I believe all racehorses, their birthday is January the 1st. Is that right? Frank and I have spoken on this show before, Pierre, about mm. how the horses aren't celebrities like they used to be. Because they used to be part of that celebrity. They might get blankety-blank booking. Yeah. They oh, well, were... I did a corporate with Red Rom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. Alden Eaty, uh, huge. Yeah. Shergar, obviously. Oh, we don't talk... Oh, that was a bit sad. Naj- was it Najinsky? I mean, there was... There was Champion. Some, there was some horse racehorses that were so famous, they transcended the sports They were pages. celebrities, not anymore. They, tr- they transcended their species. Yeah. Um, I suppose they did in a way, mm-hmm. but they um, 
but n- no, there is now that hasn't happened anymore. There's no celebrity horses nowadays. What a shame! <laughs> <laughs> is, is there any horse? And I'm in, we're going to ex- extend this. Who's the last celebrity horse? Not just race horses, but yeah. Who, who is the recurrent <laughs> celebrity horse? Let us know who that is. I can't think of one off the off the top of my uh, head. I must say. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. You wanted celebrity horses. We've got them, haven't oh, we? Oh, OK. We do. I will say some of the tweets we've got are from people who clearly just know about horses. Uh, so they're sort of saying these names with a level of confidence that I think means yeah. they, they haven't understood well, what I we're went, saying. I went to Royal um, Ascot this year and I met some people who, like, really super new about yeah. horses. So, yeah, that's yeah. a different world. Mm. The only answer so far that I would like to accept and put forward from Howard Greater, which is mm. a good name, mm. not Howard Minor, his younger brother, <laughs> but um, <laughs> Bojack Horseman. Oh, so, you know, fair enough. Fictional animated, but nevertheless. That is, Listen, yes. fictional, I'm going to raise your Bojack. Mm-hmm. Okay. You haven't done that for Uh-oh. years. <laughs> Carry on. I don't know if I can. You can. Okay, I can. Paul Corrie would like to submit Warhorse. Oh, well, there's a few in Warhorse. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, the po- so far they've been drawn or made of wood. <laughs> this is a bad time for uh, horse flesh. <laughs> yes, well. I mean, the, well... I mean, I own a Faz, one of our regulars. Yeah, I own a Faz, but I only use it for my Tommy Cooper tribute show. Carry on. She seems to be suggesting that she submitted a link to um, a news item headlined The Last Surviving Black Beauty Horse Has Passed Away. Oh, of the TV series. It happened on 2020 and the headline said it is with a heavy heart that we must report that Blindage Billy, the last remaining horse to play Black Beauty, has passed away. They've all got a heavy heart, haven't they, horses? (laughs) I remember I went to that... What was that exhibition by something like Fritz van... Murderer, he was called, and yes. he, he had all those dead bodies. Oh, was it yeah. Heinz Van? I'm going to say, I'm going to, I'm going to throw a name into the ring. It was Heinz. I had my photo talk with him. Oh, can you look him up? I yeah, will. you'll know him. I had my photo talk with my or arm around him. One of those um, pictures. You know, couldn't get too close because of the rim of his black hat. Yeah. How would you describe what his job was? To be, was he an autopsy man? I think he bought dead bodies and then he treated them so they could be exhibited as artwork. Yes, I've I've googled it and I've accidentally come up with the name of you know those non-name brand um, Halloween costumes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. They sort of they can't call it uh, uh, <laughs> Superman because they get sued. So they've got a powerful flying man or whatever. <laughs> I just Googled German autopsy celebrity. <laughs> it's come right up. A black hat. Yeah. Gunther von Hagens. Anyway, von Hagens, <laughs> German autopsy celebrity. Yeah. The, the GAC, as we call him on this show. <laughs> In his exhibition, which was called something like... Um, Dead Real. What was the Halloween version of it? Was it called Dead Real? (laughs) His show? Yeah. Anyway, there was a man holding uh, on a horse, and I think the horse was holding a man's heart, and the the man was holding a horse's heart. And the horse's heart did look, as you say, I said this with a heavy heart, it's it's a big machine. The, uh, yeah. It was bigger than my goblin teas, mate. 
I, uh, That's I say, how I measure my uh, animal <laughs> offal. <laughs> this news just in. Go on. I've got a new runner and rider here. Sean Ryder, in sheep's clothing, has submitted Emma, Queen Elizabeth's pony, who is stood at the roadside at Windsor. I don't... I mm, wouldn't have known. I wouldn't have known. I mean... Oh, I'm really disappointed. I thought that was going to land. No. I thought you were both going to go, yeah, oh, my God, that's no, amazing. Well I, done for reading that I out. don't remember Emma. <laughs> and you know what? I feel really deflated now. You can you can lead Emma out of the ring. She doesn't qualify. You can actually you can go via that pelican crossing that has the green horse. Come on, you know those ones? <laughs> I told you the story about Elton John told me about when he went to visit Brian Wilson at his house in America. Brian Wilson, the Beach Boys guy. And Brian Wilson kept saying to him, uh, <clears throat> dinner's going to be a bit late, be about nine o'clock or something. I hope you don't mind. Hope you don't mind. <laughs> hope you don't. And then he said, uh, you yeah, come in here. It's this... Uh, the music system isn't as good uh, as, as it is in the other room. Hope you don't mind. Hope you don't mind. He couldn't resist just doing <laughs> really? that gag over <laughs> My kind of guy. Yes. Yeah, were you aware that when Frank had dinner once with Eric Clapton and he did a similar thing, didn't you? And no, I'm but afraid... that was accidental. What, tell Pierre what you did. No, I... Well, I'm with Eric Clapton and I'm walking back from the toilet in the restaurant... And I'm going, diddling, diddling, and he said, don't, don't do that. And I didn't, didn't know I was doing it. And it's, it's a regular thing I get. If I'm with someone and they're associated with a piece of music, I've done it before, I just start doing the tune. Yeah, what's on your mind? I don't like Eric Clapton saying, don't do that. Poor Eric. I think it's because I'm doing it a bit loud and I'm what everyone's looking. No, I, I'm saying I, I don't like that he had to do that. No, no. Poor exactly. man. Exactly. Uh, Frank, what do you think of this? 878. Hi, Frank and team. Really celeb horses Mm. might be one of my favourite subject lines ever. (laughs) Yeah. What about the Lloyd's TSB horse, which gallops along the beach in the adverts? I know a bit like the Scottish widows, the horse actor gets rotated every few years. Yeah, like the skippies. What do you feel... I mean... the trouble is, I wouldn't recognise. I would never be walking no. down the street and say, "Oh, look, it's the Lloyd's no, exactly. TSB horse." Exactly. Whereas, <laughs> whereas what? If I saw Mister Ed, <laughs> yeah, Bojack Horseman would recognise. Oh, Bojack yeah. Horseman, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I wouldn't recognise Emma, <laughs> the no. Queen's pony. No, no. no. it's a special breed of. I don't know if you have to recognise them. In, I mean, I, I mean. I wouldn't recognise Red Rom if it was if there was a policeman that had ridden it down the road. Yeah. Yeah. I recognised it because it had like a red silk thing that said Red Rom, and it was with the Red Rom sort of entourage. Would, <laughs> here's a question though: Would horsey people would they be able to distinguish in a way that we are unable to? Well, I have often wondered this about if I work in the the photo department of the Racing Post. And if you read the Racing Post or one of those, but you get a picture and they'll say it is um, Silent Archer and a picture of a horse, <laughs> just head and shoulders of the yeah. horse. And they say to me, oh, is that photo room? Yeah, yeah, it's Steve in photos. Have you got a photo of um, Silent Archer? Um, 
Um, what colour is it? <laughs> Brown. <laughs> yeah. We got a photo of that. <laughs> Is, are we actually seeing Silent Archer? Are we seeing a brown horse? Yeah. That's Surely. The question. If there's anyone yeah, listening from 15. the photo desk of <laughs> Racing <laughs> Post, <laughs> give us a, give us a, a winnie. Desk. Just give us a winnie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the 2,000 winnies, that famous horse race. Oh, God. Frank, I, you know where I'd like to go? Go on. I'd like to take a little stroll down what I call previously on this show. Oh, yes. Lane. Yes, one thing that we, um, in a way, we don't do enough of, is I like it when people text in about stuff that was talked about the, the, the week before, because then you get all your podcast listeners as well as your live listeners, which is a good, you know... I always think that if we put together the people who, who um, listen to this show, we'd have like a sort of brain tank, a think mm. tank, yeah. that could change the world. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. So well, I don't think we have a jingle that signifies us going into the past. Oh, I'll come out with that. I mean, we've got uh, this one. Mm. Yes, but could you beat Pierre Novelli in a fight? <laughs> <laughs> That's the gummy bear is the celebrity bear of the moment. That's a, yeah. Would you say? Well, what a, who were celebrity bears of the past? If you could have a think about Yogi. that. Yogi, lovely. Gentle yep. Ben. Yeah, gentle Remember Ben. Gentle Ben. Mm-hmm. I bet he wasn't that gentle. Mm. He was in the TV show, but he's probably yeah, highly sedating. I was going to say the medication. <laughs> he was. Yeah. yeah. A gummy bear is a man who looks like me with no teeth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Gummy bear, very popular for all sorts of reasons. <laughs> also, they're doing a bunch of. Um, there's a. There's a. The news is on a television screen in in the studio, and yeah. as you hit the gummy bear track, it was showing a. Uh, footage of Winston Churchill on VE Day okay. and it was a very oh. surreal combination <laughs> yeah. he's sums just up, a gummy bear sums <laughs> up modern life in so many ways yeah. okay I'm going to go to previously just a quick question I'd also like you to think about did bears wear tutus in the in the cruel days of circuses um, well bear, ba- bear baiting of course was uh, pre- predated all that that was a cruel mm. what was thing. what's that <laughs> That was when they'd have a bear chained up and people would taunt it. Oh, that's awful. Yeah, No, because my great-grandfather had a wrestling match with a bear. He was arrested for it. Really? Did you know that? No. Mm, In Wales. (laughs) (laughs) He did. My dad used to tell a story that one of our relatives, who was called Tom Shanks, who I think lived in Newcastle... I don't know where this is going. (laughs) ..who lived in Newcastle, um, picked up a horse and carried it around... the town square like a scarf around its neck he's <laughs> there like a scarf <laughs> that would have been a celebrity horse if he'd done it on um, on like a reality TV show absolutely I hope he didn't tie it in a knot the modern way at the front I would have liked <laughs> no that. no I think he wore it very much like um, <laughs> what was he called <laughs> the, who had the giant scarf <laughs> Or Doctor Who. No. no Lenny Kravitz. Lenny oh, Kravitz. Yeah. I should have got it because it sounds a bit like cravats, which that's the clue. So, we had... Oh, I was going to do 
a bit of previously. Yes. And now the fez has been waived. Oh. What are you thinking? In case you're new to the show, there is a fez which the producer holds up, which means shot up, basically. <laughs> yeah. And that we have to do things like... Um, Adverts and stuff like that. I actually quite like the adverts on commercial radio. Now, there's a bit of an anti thing. It makes me feel like, um, well, basically, like I'm not on the BBC, <laughs> which is, I like. Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. Absolute radio. Shall we uh, go down previously? Cul-de-sac. Okay, let's hope it's not a cul-de-sac. <laughs> I'm sure it's not. <laughs> I was thinking of an alternative to lane or road, mm. and then I realised I'd hit upon something with rather negative connotations. If only we could play some muse at this stage, oh, it would have been perfect. But I don't, I don't have the sort of back catalogue at my fingertips in that fashion. So, we were talking... Was this last week, Bill? Maybe it was the week before. Uh... They've called it, we've called the subject line here, mutual acknowledgement, which is uh, that yes. sense of seeing other drivers. It was, uh, what happened was I went to Comic-Con and I saw two moon, well, three moon nights, in fact, there, which is a character who's currently got a show on um, Disney+, Plus, a comic book character. And one when went one past the other, there was just a slight nod of, all right... <laughs> We know. Professional courtesy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I was saying, when I used to drive, a, I used to drive the old, original sort of uh, Volkswagen Beetle. And if you passed another Beetle driver, you'd get the blast of the horn, maybe the, the mm. little wave. Mm. So we had a few people. The, the, the pinnacle of that day was the guy who said that me and my wife on the stairs was his example. <laughs> yes, nodding <laughs> as they pass. We've got some others here. We've got Richard Tilb. I acknowledge other Royal Mail drivers. Oh, that's not... Yeah, because we were talking about um, bus drivers do mm. it and stuff. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Nikki Malia, other people on skates... Unless we're in a roller skating venue, otherwise that would be weird. Oh, OK. So if you're at some like Regent's Park... And you see these skate. skaters, don't you? You see, I see them often on the roads around London. It's a fashionable way to get around now. Do they go around on the roads? Oh, yes, I've seen I... the skaters. Roller skaters, though, or skateboarders? No, I'm talking about... What are they called, those skates? They, they use them in New York a lot, don't they? That's the, scoo how... the scooters? No, skates, what? roller skates. Really? Yeah. You see them just on the roads? Yes. Wow. I've never seen that. Are they oh, serving? Do they that? carry a tray the with some nodding. sort of milkshake on it? <laughs> Uh, the producer's nodding. I've only okay. ever seen no, them. that's because she's asleep. This <laughs> <laughs> is a very kind of Brooklyn way to get around. No, is what I, I, could, call I it. I'm thinking um, American graffiti. Yes, that's it's, what I'm thinking. No, it's more sort of Malt your. Milkshakes. It's your people who go to the gym a lot and. Okay. Yeah. I've only ever seen them congregate as a sort of park-bound flock. No. For. It, People mm. use it as a purposes. form of speedy transport. I'm going to get anyone who does use these skates. They might have mm. a different name, so if you could let us know. We also have... There used to be, <clears throat> through central London, a, a sort of a party where someone at the front would have an enormous, what we used to call a ghetto <laughs> blaster, and um, people would all be on skates going along and they'd be having a sort of a mobile disco, as mm. twere. 
Are you talking about? Uh, yes, I saw. I saw those, but everyone is powering it, aren't they? You're all part of a fabulous mobile community of dance and music. <laughs> yes. Yes. Sort of international skate day or something. No, no, this would be a weekly thing. Oh, really? I'd see it going through Lambeth. Griff. I mean, I was obviously I was up on the eleventh floor watching the cruisers below, as 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 it were. But um, I wasn't part of it because I can't skate. Griff has just told us. They're oh yeah. Called inline skates. Yeah. Inline. Yeah. And it's it's skates used as you know a form of transport. Yeah, used, it makes it more it? sense than mm. the. Um, it's slightly more aerodynamic. These inline skates. Okay, how, how long before we get um, the equivalent of Boris skates, <laughs> where you just put a couple <laughs> of quid in and they can use them for the for the day? Oh, but the sizes, the sizes. There was. Oh yeah, the sizes. Oh, yeah, but imagine they're like. Yeah, you might be in that situation where I took my son to get him some Crocs. And the woman said the terrible thing that he's in between crocs at the moment. <laughs> you don't want to be. <laughs> Too big for one and not, not big enough for the next. I mean, what if you... Fa- you could, how would you get home? Like Steve Irwin in between crocs. <laughs> exactly. Well, well, let's be fair, a bit like you or as Matt well. Hancock. Yeah. A bit like Pierre. Yeah. <laughs> Matt Hancock was in between crocs this week, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> Frank's This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Pierre Novelli. Text the show on 8.12.15. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. Email the show via frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. Yeah. Hmm. We were talking... We were in the we previously... Talk, yeah. ...section of the show, and we were discussing the mutual acknowledgement... Yes. ...that drivers give... To one another, or skaters apparently, or inline mm. skaters. We now know they're called inline, inline skates. skaters. Yeah. Mm. Is uh, that because they skate in single file at times? Well, I've showed the boys. Uh, sorry, it's a bit nineties, wasn't it? But I've showed the boys pictures Hello, boys. Yeah, of the inline skates. <laughs> yeah, and they're different, aren't they, to the traditional roller skates? Because when I well, it's like an ice skate made of wheels. Mm. Four wheels, though. Mm. Yeah, but it, it's it, they're in a they're in a. That's why they're in line, isn't oh. it? Of course, because yeah. the wheels are in line. Yeah. Rather than at each of the corners, I've only just worked that out. Is that not a rollerblade? No. Is that not a term we throw around anymore? Roller no, because the rollerblade seems it's different. It's less aerodynamic. Mm. The wheel. I would say. Did you have this thing, Frank? You're probably too, uh, you're probably too young, Pierre. But when I was growing up. I hope this isn't going to be chlamydia. It's going to be a really awkward conversation. What is wrong with you? <laughs> Sorry, did you have this thing, Frank? What is wrong with you? Um, I was about That's to talk what the about... That's what the doctor yeah, said. I don't want to know what the doctor said to you. Um, the roller skate... Yes. Do you remember there was a slight status thing? Some kids had the roller skate... Which just, they were exposed and they were just a red, they were tied up at the front. Do you remember those? Oh, yeah. It was essentially just... Yeah, laces. You used to get laces on them. Unusual. They were just, they were so exposed. It was just a little bit, it was a metal tray, essentially, Mm. with, then there was red. And then some kids got the boot, the white leather boot. Yeah, I was pre-boot. I think. Did you have the exposed? I couldn't. I never could do it, though. I couldn't ride a bike. I couldn't swim. I had no learnt skills at all as a child. Ha- hopeless. Oh, that's a shame. OK, so... <sighs> Kieran Devaney... 
Hold on. I have to end that. Yeah. Oh, I guess. Kieran Devaney. Yeah. This is people uh, he acknowledges. People with beards so long and full that they're just outside the boundaries of a normal, socially coherent beard. Yes, OK. Into yeah. um, Rasputin territory. <laughs> Where like... would you place Pierre's beard? Uh, on Pierre's, the... Pierre's, I don't think he'd get the nod. No. I think that's a, 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 a sort of control beard. Another month and I'll be socially incoherent, but for now... <laughs> I tell you what's great about your beard, and it, it fits oh. with your general masculinity, but it's dense. <laughs> Absolutely it's dense. It's so dense. It's like brudusk. From um, Popeye, oh. just drawn, <laughs> yes. not drawn with any sort of texturing. Well, Bluto is Blue. originally Bluto and then became Brutus. Really, is what happened with Popeye. I don't know why. Hang on, was he the character we talked about that we didn't know what he was? No, no, that was uh, Pete from uh, <laughs> Disney. Turned out to be a cat of all things. No, but he was a similar bullying type figure. <laughs> and uh, he had, they didn't do any bother with any texture in his beard. They just drew it in block. And that's what yeah. yours looks like. It's just got a the, circle. The iron filings get him. It's got that, <laughs> don't you think, Frank? I think it's denser than that. It looks like it came as denser one. Denser than the iron filings, you say? You know when you buy a cheap um, a Halloween beard? No. It's, it's got solid backing. <laughs> yeah, yeah solid. just solid, exactly, <laughs> exactly. I'm so sorry, Pia. So Frank has just told you compliment. your beard looks like a cheap Halloween costume. No, yeah. I, I compliment it on his deck. When I grow a beard, there's big like, holes here. I only grew a beard because I was too drunk to shave. I didn't think it was... Would a, a, it looked good on me because it's like oh, it's too wispy in mm. places. Have you ever and seen then on, on my actual neck, my neck beard is dense. It's unfair. What that. it looks is like I'm wearing a makeup beard and I've got wet. And it's all just draped <laughs> to the bottom Your of my beard throat. is more sort of slightly chaotic open university professor. It's also ginger. Mm, Have you seen that? Mm. I'll show you a picture of it, Pierre, yes, in the break. Yeah, yeah that, that's some of you to look forward to. <laughs> Frank's ex-beard. Would it be my ex-beard? <laughs> Didn't David Copperfield have an ex-beard? <laughs> I don't know. I'll have, have to see if we can actually <laughs> check that out. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Have you boys been watching The Jungle, by the way? Uh, yeah. I have been watching it. I'm all over it. Mm. I've just seen the social media clips. Have you seen... Well, just... A, there is Magic Mike. Are you familiar with his work? That's what Mike Tyndall is mm. being called. Yes. Because... What did you make of He him? was Vanilla Mike at one <laughs> point. Like, I'll tell you something I liked about um, Mike Tyndall. I, I like a story, and in fact... Maybe we could make this a text in this morning, mm. in our remaining hour. Um, he told the story of something bad that happened to him that turned out to be something brilliant, and I love mm. those stories. So he's in the World Cup semi-final. He's a rugby guy. And um, he gets dropped for the semi-final, which you imagine would be, like, terrible. So he goes out and he meets his future wife, and the great love of his life. Mm. And he would not have been out in a pub if he hadn't been dropped from the team. Yeah. And I like that story. 
Yeah. I also like you can just meet the royal family in a pub. Yeah, in Australia. <laughs> yeah. His, mm. his quote about that, well, their first date was, we discovered we both quite liked getting smashed. Yes. So yeah. it's a simple, very, simple compatibility there. Very uh, rugby person. <laughs> yeah. What did you so. make of his... Because uh, he did a bit of singing. Firstly, he did uh, Vanilla Ice, didn't he? Mm. I was going to... I don't even need to specifically name the track, because let's be honest, there is only one. And then he did... He got a bit excited and he did another one. I but think that when, was where the mistake was. So he rapped. Mm. Mm. Now, white middle-aged man raps. <laughs> if you see that on paper, you'd think, well, that's going to be excruciating. Mm. As it was, it was so... Harry Styles. ...fabulously surprising <laughs> that... Um, a bloke who's married to Princess Anne's daughter and is a rugby guy mm. with, like, one of those, you know, really thick necks that they have, <laughs> knew all these rap lyrics and um, didn't do them... He didn't do the hands or any of that stuff. He just rattled them off as if he loved them. The hands, him. <laughs> it reminds me, there's a guy in... Um, you know Ghost Dog Way of the Samurai? Do you know that film? There's a gangster guy in that who constantly raps. I don't know why I brought it up, but it was it was a beautiful it was beautiful. It made me. You don't think, know why you brought up Ghost Dog Way of the Samuel. No, it's one of my favourite films of all time. Really? Is yeah, it? it's brilliant, absolutely brilliant. And it's on the back of that film that I tried to live my life. So it's again, I lived alone at the time. I tried to live my life by the way of the samurai. That book. Oh, yes. Which includes things like you should make every decision in the space of seven breaths. What do you think of that, Pierre? That's that was pretty, when I bought that uh, tan leather jacket. <laughs> <laughs> that, we, that we put up for judgment a couple Life of weeks Life on Mars. Ago. Seven breaths, it doesn't guarantee good decisions, but it does no, save time. No, but this is the samurai point, mm. is the good decision thing is a slight, is a misleading thing. It's about commitment. We're certainly committed so, to that tan leather jacket. Exactly. So you make the decision and then you stick, you never question it. Oh, and that it. that's how to make a decision. The, the, whether sort of it was good or bad. Approach. Um, <laughs> it doesn't always work. <laughs> but uh, whether it was, yeah, oh man, thank God I didn't have that trossonomics tattoo. <laughs> Seven breaths well spent. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So I'll tell you what the Mike uh, Tyndall thing reminded me of. Does this ring any bells with you? Out of the strong came forth sweetness. Oh. Mm. It used to be on the... Uh, Lyle's Golden Syrup tin. Oh, wait, was it the, the, the lion with yeah, the bees? because um, Samson was it who ripped a lion apart in a fight and then um, he went past it a couple of days later and bees were nesting in it. Had made a hive. And then he went, um, he went off and asked it as a riddle. When do you get... Um, oh, I hate riddles. Sweet. <laughs> out, of, out of the strong came forth sweetness. Can you work out what that is? And funnily enough, they couldn't work out that a bees had built a hive in a lion that he'd ripped in half two days before. Incredibly unfair. <laughs> yeah, you'd think they'd have got that. Astonishingly unfair. <laughs> and in, you know the Fanny Farmer cookbook? 
You're familiar with no. that? No, I don't like it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's from it's an 1896 cookbook, and it, it mixed off mm. with that with with that same golden syrup. Okay, I won't be buying it. I don't like. Oh, it. okay. Don't I, like Fanny Farmer. I don't like it. Okay. <laughs> She's I've, famous. A very unfair riddle. That's that, that's verging on approaching someone and saying to them. Do an impression of my uncle. <laughs> it is. It <laughs> is. No, it's a hard are riddle. Are any riddles fair? They're so unfair. Uh, is that a riddle? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My first. I, lo- I like my first is in fish, oh, but I not hate, in boat and I all those. I hate my first is in anything. I don't care about your first. Just tell me the thing. <laughs> why do you have to do your first and your second? All right. Come on, please. No riddles. Rob, That's Rob, why we don't do riddles on this show. I don't I, like riddles. I enjoy the level of pizzazz some people put into the, the bit at the end of a riddle where they go, <laughs> what am I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who am I? Rumpelstiltskin was the what? What was Rumpelstiltskin's one, Frank? What's my name? What's my name? It wasn't the best riddle. No. It's essentially ever. some rapper. Used yeah. by Muhammad Ali <laughs> in the, in the uh, Ernie Terrell um, And used fight. by every rapper subsequently. Yeah. Mm. What's my name? Mm. Okay. Um, um, so I'll tell you who I love. Guess who I love on who? the Jungle Show. Matt Hancock. Jill Scott. I love Jill Scott. Do you know Jill Scott, Pierre? She was a oh, she was a she's a retired lioness. Jill yes, Scott Pierre right. sounds very yeah. Jazz she musician. needs to stay away from Samson. <laughs> <laughs> she did a thing where she had to walk the plank on the top of a skyscraper, step out, and then she had to hold on for a bit and then just let go and just drop. She's no. on a harness, but even so, and she walked out the plank like. She was walking back to the Oki, having taken three darts out the board. <laughs> I just strolled to the end of the place. She's amazing. So she's hanging there with uh, Charlene White, who's also hanging there. And oh. like a classic footballer, she's saying, now, nah, just stay focused. <laughs> stay fo- you can do this. You've got this. And she's like coaching the other woman, not thinking, ah! Oh, man, I love her. You know when they get to the hotel and they do it to be cruel, it's almost they go to a sort of lavish five-star Versace-type hotel just to say, here's what you could have won. And then they whisk them away and and it's all horrible. But you know that initial, the the entrance point at the hotel, they gave Chris Moyle some food, this sort of banquet, and he was going, oh, I don't know what any of this food is. What even is this? And the lady was going, it's mango. Yeah. I mean, it was like, it, I looked at it and it was grapes and mango and cheese. And he was going, I don't know what this weird stuff is. Yeah, I think he was probably, he was so set up for a Bush Tucker trial that when he just got prawns and cheese and grapes, he goes, oh, what's this weird? All right. No, no, we haven't, we're not doing it yet. We're not, this is just yeah. like ordinary food. Well, I've never said anything like pointing at the grapes. What kind of eggs are these? Some awful <laughs> spider egg. I mean, there was a slight element of I'm from Leeds, so I've never seen uh, mango before. Yeah, he said he doesn't eat fruit and he only... Ha- yeah. Yeah, but he must have been around a few celebrity green rooms. Surely. Yeah. yeah. I would have thought so. Ah, yes. <laughs> and um, what was he described as? The most... Uh, the greatest exponent of um, radio presenting of his generation... Yeah, that's what he said. Okay. (laughs) Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. 
Yes, so, um, oh, here's, here's a question for you. Quiz mm. question. What are the three most important things in Jill Scott's life? Oh. Oh, did she say? This is what she uh, has said. Sport. Well, um, more specifically. Rugby. Football. No, football. Yeah. <laughs> football. Uh. Come on, you can guess the other one. Also begins with F, what everyone says. Fracking. Friends. <laughs> Franking. <laughs> Franking. <laughs> Franking. Very pro Franking. Family. It'll be family. Family, yeah. I wish you'd said okay. Franking. 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 <laughs> oh, man. I thought you said Franking. I love to do a big oh. pile of post. <laughs> yeah. I've got, I got a little Franking stamp. Sit at home. I think she said football, family, and what if she said face? That'd be your best friend. No, it's not another F. Oh. Oh, what it's is it? It's a C. Oh. Cooking. Mm. No. Uh, we've mm. mentioned Crust- it earlier. Crustaceans. Cluedo. No. <laughs> Cuddling. Coffee. Oh, oh come on. Oh, no. <laughs> I think it was slightly loaded because Jill, it turns out, owns a coffee shop with her partner. I see. Called... Oh. You'd never get it in a million years. Jill's coffee. No. <laughs> it's Great called... Scott. It's called. Oh, that oh. would have been good. Ooh. That would have been good. Mm. It's called. Um, it's called box to box coffee because she was a sort of box to box midfielder. Oh right. I bet you can improve on that. You two between you have a little think for next week because Frank came up with chivalry as you may yes. know. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So given that, well, why don't we have a the a te- bar is Why high. don't we have a text in like homework and yeah. then we'll read them yes. out next week? What should Jill Scott? The former lioness, and also has got the more caps for England than any other footballer, male or female. What are 161 like? caps. Bloody hell. <laughs> exactly. I don't think you can say that on yeah. uh, the breakfast show. No. <laughs> no. Never what mind. You, uh, my apologies. Frank, did you I was see? too shocked by her record. <laughs> did you see Mad Hancock? Yeah, Matt Hancock has spoiled it a bit for me. That's really why. Well, because I was really enjoying getting to know, like, Jill Scott, Mike Tyndall. Likeable um, people. Scarlet, Douglas. Uh, yeah. Boy thought, George. Boy George. Well, I mean, he's, you know, he's I love always going to be. Yeah. But then, now it seems to be the Matt Hancock show. And let's, if he's not on screen, it's people talking about Matt Hancock. Yeah. And, you know, is he that interesting? If, if this had been billed as we're going to have a. A documentary every night. There's going to be an hour and a quarter documentary about Matt Hancock. You probably wouldn't have tuned in. What no. I what that. I liked though was if ever you wanted to see demonstrated uh, politicians' inability to be straight or give a clear, direct answer, was when Sean Walsh was describing his tattoo to him, and he said, "Oh, what's that?" And Sean Walsh said, "Oh, it's a Blink One Eight Two. He said oh, something yeah. to the band. He said, "Do you know Blink One Eight Two? And Matt Hancock said. Uh, not really. Not really, yeah. It's a yes or no. And it is. I remember a bloke, someone said, oh, have you ever walked through a pine forest early in the morning? And this guy said, uh, not really. <laughs> and I thought, well, hold on, what have you done then? 
You've walked through a forest with no pines. You've walked around the perimeter of a pine forest. Have you crawled through a pine forest? Pine. Was it uh, was it early evening? <laughs> yeah, pine forest about six p.m. Which yeah. which of these have you not ticked? Which box aren't you ticking <laughs> to justify you're not really? You've never been anywhere near a pine forest. Get out! Oh, everyone switched off now. I think we're finished. <laughs> um, yeah, so it was a terrible not really. Well, although I'm just going to quickly throw another not really in the ring, Frank. Remember when I sat next to the High Commissioner for Sri Lanka on the plane and I offered him a cashew nut and I said, do you like cashew nuts? And he said, not really. No. And, and he- then I said, YOLO. And he said, actually, in our part of the world, we believe in reincarnation. <laughs> he didn't actually say that. He did. He? That's fantastic. <laughs> Wow. Did we mention the fact that he was a basset hound? (laughs) This is Frank Skinner. Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. We've got, we've had in from 722, Hercules the Wrestling Bear from the 70s and 80s. Even has his own Wikipedia page. Yes, he was a celebrity bear. He used to do a toilet roll advert. Mm. Oh. And I once went to uh, the Teddy Bears picnic in um, Cannon Hill Park in Birmingham. And uh, they had, he was wrestling a man. Mm. And uh, there was a massive dogfight went off. There was a German Shepherd and some other big dog having a really horrible fight. And literally a crowd gathered around these two dogs fighting. And behind... Behind us was a man wrestling a bear, which no one was watching. That's a brutal heckle. It's I tell you, context is everything in live sport. <laughs> so yeah, that was that. That finished that off. So yeah, I've I've seen him live. Pretty over my, it's in my rearview mirror, but there he was. I'm just looking at some of the. We've already had some of the listeners have been very. Um, they've been prompt, haven't they, with mm. their homework. Oh, okay. So they've got some good things that turn into bad things that turn into good things. No, they've got uh, what should. Oh, sorry, Jill Jill Scott's coffee shop, of course. What should Jill name her Manchester coffee shop? Yes. What do you think of these, Pierre? Some of them are pretty good. They're no chivalry. (laughs) No. No. Scott and bothered. Scott and Bothered is good. If only her partner was called, like, Sue Bothered. <laughs> that would have been perfect, wouldn't it? But I don't think it is. Yorkshire Mouth says... That's not the name. Oh, that's the not comment. the name. OK, yeah. Oh, that would also work. Is that yeah. what would It's Prey a Manger. Prey. I presume... Prey? Prey? I don't quite understand no, prey. I, I is that a sort of predator thing? Is it because of lioness? Oh. Uh, mm. What okay. about sort of grounds for appeal? That's nice, but is she a famous criminal? No. <laughs> <laughs> but she must appeal referees' decisions. Oh, right, of course. One of the other things I love about Jill Scott is that she's had to wrap up some paper bags in the jungle to kick them around because she can't not kick things about. Yeah, she's doing a lot <laughs> of keepy-uppies, which I love. Oh, I love it. She's so much better at keepy-uppy than... Uh, Matt Hancock, he loves uh, Ed Sheeran as well. Oh, Matt Hancock. (laughs) He said he liked Ed Sheeran, and he said, and the thing is, I love him, and I'm from Suffolk as well. Yeah, I I think (laughs) it can happen. But I like you choosing. I like you getting into music based on where they're from. I mean, if that was the case with you, I would only listen to heavy metal. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Why are there 
there so many heavy metal people from your area? Well, the theory is that it sounds very much like working in heavy industry. Yeah. And so that when people created music, they basically took that sound because, um, I mean, I worked in heavy industry and everyone I knew was deaf and had three fingers. I mean, that's what it was like. (laughs) And... um, and so if you're going to do music... In fact, Tony Iommi, who's the guitarist with Black Sabbath, he lost a couple of fingers in the factory. And he wears, like, um, a couple of thimbles that's what, that he plays with. I think in the end he had some plastic finger ends mm. made. It's a different world <laughs> to the sophisticated <laughs> South. Yeah. It's not none of your Coldplay. What is it, Goldsmiths College? Yes. Yeah. I remember they. Uh, one of the management was a designated health and safety, and he came in with all these earplugs and... Uh, hard hats and uh, and uh, at the end about two days they were all piled in a corner the corner of the factory <laughs> people had tried them not keen <laughs> that was that okay i think we're done aren't we are we okay yeah i think we're done and thanks so much to listening for listening multiple choice grammar for listening to us. You know what? If the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Now get out. Listener.